Today, we have a very special guest, Jessica Weaver. She is a financial advisor. She is the founder of the blog, a Not Your Father's Advisor, and a best-selling author. I am so excited to have her on the show today because today we're going to talk about a timely message with going through the pandemic, and I will even learn something about this because she teaches women and people all over the country on how your net worth can actually raise your self-worth. And so I'm excited to learn about this topic because it only makes sense with people having gone through the pandemic and job losses on how that affected people's health and their self-worth and depression and anxiety. And I'm sure she has seen it all. So welcome, Jessica. I'm excited to have you on the show today. Thank you, Dr. Franchelle Hamilton. I am, like you said, I'm very excited to be here with you as well. It's so interesting how much health and wealth are tied together. And a lot of times we procrastinate with our health. We procrastinate the same with our wealth. Yes. We get very overwhelmed and anxious with it. And there's so much information out there that it can yes. get very overwhelming. We get overstimulated. And that's why it's so nice that people like you there to guide us to say, what really is that next step to take? Yes. Yes. And that's kind of what I want to talk about today because a lot of people don't correlate the two. A lot of people don't correlate how your wealth and net worth can be correlated to your health. So let's just do a brief overview. So you are a financial advisor helping all people around the country. I know your focus is on women. So give me a little bit of brief background on what makes you different as a financial advisor and what do you like to focus on? Of course. So I grew up in the industry. My father has been an advisor for about 40 years. And that's why my blog's called Not Your Father's Advisor. The I typical advisor is my dad, yeah. a male in their 50s and 60s. And I could see it right away, the disconnect, the messaging, the marketing, how we were talking to people just wasn't how women wanted to be spoken to about money or engaged mm -hmm. and meeting women exactly where they are. And I like to say, let's shop for your money. Instead of let's always shopping with your money, let's shift to shopping for your money. Or what if mm -hmm. everything instead of spending money was investing? Even going to the grocery store, you're not just spending money, you're investing in your family's health. You're investing in saving time, right? Going to the store to get a nice dress, right? I'm investing into my confidence for this, this media, right? Yeah. <laughs> or to show up at my highest self. So I, there's so many shifts that we can make to meet women exactly where they are to get them engaged and not overwhelmed because 90% of women are uncomfortable talking about money. Yes. Yes, I can definitely see that. And you know, you know, my background as a surgeon, I'm also in a predominantly male dominated field. So in the same shift where we're having to make these shifts to where it's more female friendly and not always, you know, I love that. I love that concept. So what specifically, I'm curious what you've seen during this pandemic and a lot of the financial losses that either your clients had or other people had, what have you seen in regards to how that has affect, directly affected their health? And what are you doing to kind of help them overcome that? Such a good question. And there really are medical side effects of poor money management. Oh. And I just had a call with a woman yesterday. And while up front, she seemed fine. She had it all together. And then all of a sudden, it came out of her. And she goes, you know what? It's burnout. I'm so burnt out because I'm worried about my money. So I'm constantly feeling like I have to save everything 
She had no plan. So she had to save everything. She had to work triple. She had three different jobs going on at once. She was getting sick. She stopped working out. She was gaining weight. Now she's uncomfortable in her own skin. She's uncomfortable putting her clothes on. Then she has to show up. She's a realtor. Show up at a, at a job trying to present a house feeling uncomfortable. So do you think she's really showing up at her highest self, presenting herself like she wants to and how the people working with her want her to show up? No. Once we're uncomfortable, right? Our confidence is gone. And she realized, she's like, wow, I can see how having a plan can be very freeing. And I say, it's kind of like having a daily money practice, kind of like yoga is a practice, our health is a practice, money is a practice. And setting the intention once, and then releasing it and being able to go on with your day instead of always being drawn back to the lack of money, the lack of a plan, the scarcity. I'm not going to have enough. I don't know if I'm saving enough. What are my investments doing? Why are they going down? Right? We're always focusing on the lack, mm-hmm. the scarcity. Yeah, no, I agree. And I talk about this a lot with my own patients because they come in and that's why I thought this topic was so important because a lot of them come in with concerns about their health, but they don't realize it could be directly tied to their money or their job or, and all that can bring unhappiness, right? Or instability. And then they start stressing and then they start stress eating. And then you're right, the burnout. And then all this kind of just tumbles down. And that's why I like to bring topics that not a lot of people focus on, especially not your typical MD, because all of these things matter. It matters in your overall health, to make sure you are well in all areas, not just not having hypertension or diabetes. Like you need to be well financially. You need to be well in relationships, in the environment that you work in, feeling comfortable and all that stuff matters. Is that what you have noticed when you're helping these women? Oh, this is such a good point. I love that you brought it up. It is so true. If you're unhappy at work, that's a money block. If you're unhappy in a relationship, it's a money black. If you're unhappy with how you feel physically, mentally, you know, how you're dressing, it's a money block, right? All of those things are blocking you because money really should be flowing freely in and out of our lives. Oh, okay. Tell me about money block. Like it go into that concept a little (laughs) bit more. That's interesting. I haven't heard that. Yes. I can tell right away when I get on a call with somebody, even an email, I'm like, there's a money block. There's a money block. There's a money block. (laughs) The moment you have, you say one negative thing about money, it's a block. You're putting up a block on money. If you feel that, let's say a lot of people in the corporate world, right? Mm -hmm. They feel that they are stuck on this corporate path where their income might go up two, 3% with inflation. They might get a promotion here or there randomly, but that's really it. There's they don't even realize how much of a ceiling they're putting on their earnings. And they're not seeing all these other opportunities out there where they could switch careers, switch jobs, start a business to earn double, triple their money within a year. Wow. And you help women reach this or be able to see this, like see a different pathway, right? It doesn't have to be this particular pathway for them. So you help kind of see different options for them. Yes. And is removing those blinders. It's kind of like we're eliminating ourselves from an opportunity and we don't even know it. Mm, Even a bad marriage, right? That's usually an anchor. And you could almost feel it physically, the weight when you have an anchor, whether it's a job or relationship, um, you know, a bad history with money, 
Yes. There's like a cord pulling you down. I just did this exercise the other day for myself and releasing. There was three people that kept popping up for me, you know, you know, family members. And the one, oh, it was right in my gut. And there's this cord being pulled down, that energy. And once you release it, you're like, wow, I had no idea. I was living according to somebody else's money beliefs my entire life. Yeah. That is so powerful because I talk about that in general in relation to so many things. Anything can anchor people and it's finding out what that is and you have to know yourself, right? And that's part of like self-care and getting to know yourself and being able to make time to like think about what it is that's bothering you, what it is that's holding you back, because that plays a huge role in your overall health and well-being. And I talk about that also a lot, cutting cutting, cutting loose, pruning, pruning, almost like a garden, like things that you do not need in your life. And so talk about, give a few examples. So say the typical person has this one job and they're on a trajectory to make more money, but a lot of people, especially with the recent pandemic, were dependent on that one job and they lost that job, which caused a lot of stress, anxiety, depression, low self-esteem. How can people like uh, avoid that in the future by investments, by side hustles is what people call it. What can people do to not be so stressed in that one job? Because that does directly affect their health. It does. You're right. That's low self-worth is huge, especially right now. And it's when so many variables are out of our control, right? With the pandemic, a lot of job uncertainty, Um, their income going down, pricing of things going up, being able to afford their debt, it really makes an impact on their self-worth. And that's my first book. I talk about how do we raise our net worth by raising our self-worth because they are directly correlated, but we always thought, well, I need my money to get there. So I feel good about it. What if we just reverse the variables and we started to feel better about ourselves and our worth and understanding what our real worth is. So even if you lost a job, there's an opportunity there because you might've been severely underpaid. Mm, Yeah, great. Let's talk about that. Yeah, that's perfect. Take a look at all of your experience, all that you bring to the table for that job, but even outside that scope. So many people, they're like, well, I was given this job. I felt grateful. So I didn't even see if there was more money available or if I could get paid more at a different company for the same position. So I would take a look at, okay, well, is this something you actually really want to do? For the next 10, 20, 30 years. That's a long time to be unhappy. That's a good chunk of your life to be miserable every day. And when you think we work five days a week for two days on the weekend, it's a negative 60% rate of return on our time. Let's not waste it here. So what, I I, what is going to make you happy? And looking down at everything you do for that job or that previous job, what do you like doing? What would you love to just eliminate? And that's freeing right there. Yeah, I agree. Being able to put that to bed, to be able to open up to new opportunities. But it is true when you can build multiple streams of income into your life, you're not so dependent on that one job, especially if that job is unstable or you don't have complete control over it, right? You have a boss at any point you can get eliminated. And it's why they surveyed retirees and happy retirees have three to four sources of income because there is more security in it. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. 
So what, what other sources of income would you like advise people to have even things that they maybe can even do now in order to eliminate some of the stress in just having the one job or even losing the one job? Yeah, losing the job. And also when you think of how many business owners got hit by this. So it's streams of income within the business or their sales are down. How do we make up for that difference? And I know the women who work with me, even if they, some of them had no income for about three, four months during COVID, they were still able to pay their bills and save for retirement because we built in kind of an overflow bucket oh, Wow! to help cover those costs so that they don't, because that's an even bigger hit to your aims. Like now I lost my job. I'm putting all of my savings on hold. I'm racking up debt. Now your self-worth is going down and down and down. And you, you feel like you're hitting rock bottom, which is where yeah. a lot of people feel today. I agree. Like Building I was, I'm a business owner. We also took a hit. I think a lot of people took a hit through the pandemic. That's why I think it's so timely to figure out other ways. Like instead of getting in a deep depression or low self-esteem, I mean, there's other ways, other sources that you're saying that we can do um, now and then to avoid something like this in the future, which it sounds like you've done and been able to do with your clients, which is great. It is. And it's the savings vehicle and then tying that to what's the best investment? What is the purpose behind it? Is it to provide income now? Is it to buy growth later? Is it to help you become more tax efficient? So it's not only fight getting you to save the money and building that in and then aligning that with the right investment that's going to work for you, give you whether you want some stability, you want some security, or maybe you want a ton of growth. <laughs> maybe you're in accumulation phase and you want a ton of growth, but it, it's a few different pieces. It could be like a real estate property. It could be a bond. It could be a stock. It could be a combination of all of those. But the biggest thing is you want to kind of imagine it like a pyramid, right? You don't have to take on the riskiest thing with your first dollar of investing. <laughs> you should probably right? advise against that, right? <laughs> yes. You work your way up so you can start with something more steady and secure that you're more familiar with. Get educated on it and then move yourself up. It's not all or nothing. Do it so that it feels good for you and you're not flying by the seat of your pants, terrified if the markets take a turn for the worse. You want to build into it. It's kind of like phases. Got it. And then the other thing, something that I typically do is when I look for investments and you can tell me if this is the right thing or not, I look for things that matter to me or things that I'm passionate about, for example, and look to invest in those types of things. Like for me, um, I'm passionate about innovative technology and health. So I would invest, for example, in one of those companies. I have another colleague of mine, she loves um, real estate. So she's also an MD, but she does a lot of real estate. And so does it help when people find like happiness or joy or purpose behind something that they want to invest in? Or should they just, oh, this is a good deal. Um, I'm gonna invest in this. It's a mix. I would say women tend to want to lead with their hearts a little bit more with investing. I see a lot more socially responsible investing with women where you're investing in companies that are sustainable, they're socially responsible with the environment, so they don't invest in things like tobacco, drugs, alcohol. But the big thing that you said was purpose. 
And that's the piece. We're not just lining you with up with any type of investment. It's really, what is that purpose behind this investment? And it is a nice when you can invest in something that you're familiar with, that you like. I remember growing up, my dad would always ask my brother and me, what companies do you like? And I remember him buying a stock in McDonald's and we thought that was the coolest thing. And I always encourage parents or grandparents when you're investing the kids, that's how you get them engaged from the get-go. It's like, okay, do you wear Under Armour all the time? <laughs> do you like catering, Coca-Cola? What is it? And then you buy them a few shares and like, wow, I own a piece of this huge company. And it's a way to bridge the gap between this huge company like Under Armour and this kid's money from a piggy bank. Oh, I love that. I love that idea. That's a way especially for moms. Well, and dad, your dad is the one who do it. My dad is the one who taught me also, but there's a lot of people who don't know about investing. Right. And so, and, and you also have talked about in the past. And I think, um, where women are not even, um, preluded to some of the financial things. So I think this is great advice for the kids. I think I'm going to start doing that where they can find something that they like, and then also bring your kids into it. So I think that's a great, a great. Have them research, like, has the company gotten bad news? Is there good press? Is there exciting things coming up? And it could be this family meeting, getting the kids <laughs> all that. engaged, right? It can be a lot of fun. And then when you bring it up to your own money, same thing. Like, what is the purpose behind this? I'm not just picking this random stock because my uncle told me about it. <laughs> Yeah. I get these calls all the time. I got this hot stock pick from my from the plumber. I'm like, well, the plumber knows about it. And they're telling you, we might have missed the boat, but it's not <laughs> chasing. I think that's the biggest thing is like separating yourself from chasing to, okay, now I'm going to step into this leadership role with my money. Oh, I like that. And I'm going I like to delegate that. it to be, build income, to build wealth, to, I don't know, help pay for my kids' college, right? Now we're delegating instead of constantly servicing and chasing it. Yeah. That's the I, biggest shift I want women to make and I invite them to make. And that's exactly what we do at the Women's Wealth Boutique. It's like, okay, what is what is a wealthy woman mindset? Like, what is she doing? She's not chasing the hottest trends. She's finding the new ones and she's aligning her money with it, her savings with it. And she's just, she's not worried. She's building and building and building. Yeah, no, I love that concept, this whole mindset concept. I talk about that also a lot, like changing the mindset. And I love what you said, take a leadership role. A lot of times as women, especially when it comes to money, we will often take a backseat. And I think that also can lead to different consequences and stuff too, by doing that. And that puts you in the wrong mindset. I love the idea of you taking control of it. I always talk about in general, you need to take control. Don't let anyone else take control of this. This is just one aspect of living overall healthy or well by taking control. If you do this not in money, then you can apply this to other aspects of your life, right? Your job, your kids. I can see how being in a leadership role and saying, this is what I'm going to invest in. This is what I'm going to do. I'm not going to let this control me. How even changing that mindset, even if it comes, even if it's just with money, that translate into so many different areas of your life. And so you say you guys talk about this or do this in the women's boutique you mentioned? Yes. Yes, that is we have. It's a we have a whole money councils, all women financial professionals at the Women's Wealth Boutique. And so we say, let's shop for our money. Let's shop for your money. Let's stop being reactive mode 
and getting in front of it and becoming, like we said, that, that leadership role and saying, what is sexy with money? Let's imagine this investment portfolio is what's hot, what's sexy, the next trend for women and making it almost an experience that women were familiar with. Yeah. We're familiar with shopping for providing food for our families. Let's do the same thing with our money. So investments isn't overwhelming. Insurance isn't stressful. It's like, oh, that's what it's about, right? And breaking it down. And we're so excited. We're always going to have virtual open houses. We're going to have panel of professionals. So women, they they have this whole different experience with money and they want to become part of it. It's like a game. Right. And that's the energy we want with money. I think for you too, right. It's approaching it with the right energy, the right mindset, as you said before. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that concept. And anybody watching or listening, I definitely would recommend going to this women's boutique. You'll give us some more information about it, but that sounds so powerful and it's empowering people. And that's what I love to do. That's what the show is all about to empower you, to be able to take control of your life in whatever aspect it is. Like, I love that idea of talking about it, getting familiar with about, with it, because that takes away a lot of the fear, right? Um, a lot of people may not want to invest or move to the next step because they have the fear. And that may be what's trapping them in this one job, in this one career path, and not even being able to see anything else. So you would recommend, would you recommend everybody Pretty much they have their, their job, but everybody should invest. Is that your recommendation? Yes. And everyone's investment, everyone's money plan is going to be a little bit different, which is good. It's good. We want to make it catered and customized well to you. So it, it just plugs right into what you currently are doing, right? And it, it gives you a lane to drive in. So we're not mm-hmm. veering too far off one way or the next, right? We're not yo-yo, right? There's yo-yo dieting with our there house. Is. Same thing with our money, yo-yo dieting with our, our budgeting with our money. It's like we can get to our goals so much faster. Like money is just an accelerator of our goals. Yeah. And that's what I want for people. I don't want them to be scared of it. I want to be excited over that concept because it can get them to their goals, right? This week, I just had three sessions with women can I retire sooner? And he's like, you can retire years sooner than you thought. And it blew them away. And it really did take them some time for it to soak in. But that's the goal. That is the goal. That's <laughs> also options. my goal. So we'll have to talk. <laughs> to have options with our money again. Imagine that. Yeah. Options, freedom. Freedom. I love it. So what would you say is the first step to this concept of raising your self-worth by raising your net worth? What would you tell the audiences would be the first step for this? It's all about clarity. It really, a clarity over, and I just had this conversation with a woman yesterday. She's like, well, do you just look at the actual financials or do you look at my past with money? I'm like, well, the financials, that's the proof of what's been going on with your past. So we, <laughs> I would agree. Okay, so we need to find out, okay, why are we, are there patterns that we're repeating? Are there beliefs that we're repeating? Why are we stuck in this cycle where you can't get ahead? So it's clarity over what am I thinking about money? What am I doing with my money? What is the flow of my money? Does it just sit in a bank account? Does it, do I get paid and everything's gone the next day? Is there leftover? What is actually happening with our money? What does that blueprint of money look like for you today? Then we can see what are the opportunities 
And that's the biggest piece is it's not a problem. There's an opportunity. Yeah. If you're in debt, there's an opportunity. If you don't have enough savings, there's an opportunity. We can make fixes to that. And I encourage you to take a hard look at your money right now. And you'll see there are opportunities right there and then get actual financial support, expert support. I love that idea, what you said about making it an opportunity because I, and, and stopping the cycle. So this is so related to kind of the way I also practice medicine. Mm -hmm. I specialize in obesity, but I do a lot of wellness and treat almost everything. So it's the same thing when a person comes into my office, it sounds like very similar to when they come into your practice is, okay, where are you are? you know, let's get a picture of where you are, what didn't work for you, what did work for you, what is going to work for you, and not to look at your past as a failure, but let's look at it as an opportunity. I love that concept because that can be relayed in any situation, whether it's your health, whether clearly it's your finances, whether it's your weight, like don't look at things as a failure. Everything is an opportunity. The fact that you may have lost your job. I love that you threw a different, like what I call a different lens on things, right? Because your situation cannot change, but you can look at it different. Like that may have not have been the best job for me. Anyway, I have so many other skills. And if you don't know what those are, there's people to talk to, to find out your yes. best you. you there is a best you. There is a best you. Yes. And sometimes we need to close some doors to open up better doors. And sometimes those doors take a little bit of extra time. Yeah, and that's I why <laughs> God gives us some patience for that, <laughs> that piece. But it's true, right? If they come to you for their weight and they just take away one thing that you teach them, there's an opportunity there. They'll probably will start to get healthier and lose weight and feel better. Yeah, no, I agree. And the same clearly can be correlated to their money. You can yeah. start feeling better by just having better clarity, knowing and knowing what to do. So definitely getting the education on that. And you can take a lot of the stress around finances, which truly will make you a healthier and better person. So last thing before we wrap up, I wanted to talk about, you have a new book coming out. So that's exciting. So let's tell me about it. Oh, my third book is called Confessions of a Money Queen. And I go into the 10 money power moves every woman should have to take their money to the next level. And it really goes into the spiritual side of money, which has been a big project of mine. And I see it myself over the last probably about five, six months, my income keeps doubling each month. What? I'm yep. sure everybody would want to know how to do that. <laughs> yeah. And I, I thought I was making good money before. And it's, it's really embracing that money is an energy. And it's always interesting to me because women, we have so much energy. You think of how much we do through the day we're putting out there. I'm like, why are we, why isn't it working on the money side? But imagine this, money is always circulating us and waiting for it to, for us to call it in. And I, I love kind of going back to our old point about opportunities. It doesn't mean you missed out or that you made a wrong choice choice and it's gone forever. It's still waiting there for you to call it in. That opportunity is still there waiting for you to best show up to your money. And how do we show up? We need to show up with trust and faith. And this is why I give my money systems throughout the book, because that's the trust, knowing that you're not going to blow through the money, knowing you are going to optimize that money. You need that trust in order to receive it. 
Oh, wow. That's a definitely a different take on that. I don't think I've heard that before. <laughs> that is so interesting. I mean, clearly, was, was that how you would say you doubled your income using this method that's in this book? Exactly. Yeah. Basically to the day of when this book it came out of me within a week, it was very fast. It came out of me. And since then, you know, I'm kind of a mad money scientist. I'm always practicing and refining <laughs> things, finding new ways, work, reworking old ways. And then I give it to the women that I work with. I'm like, this worked for me. Let's see how we can apply it to your life. And that's what I go through in the book is exactly how I've been doubling my income. I mean, I'm earning more, I'm spending more, but I'm saving a whole lot more as well. And it's, I want everyone to have these tools. I want every woman to know that they can do it too. Even if you're stuck at a job you hate, even if you just got laid off, there are tools that you can start doing today to get yourself to that place. That sounds amazing. And I've got to also get that book. <laughs> and it, honestly, <laughs> that's exactly, I'm, I'm on the same page with you because in medicine and wellness, I do same thing, like find better ways, new technology, different ways to do things in order to help people. And I'm always the guinea pig before I practice it on my patients. So I totally understand. So where can they find more about you, your women's health boutique, this book, like this all sounds so amazing and it can help a lot of people. Oh, thank you. Yes, everything is at jessicaweaver.com. My first two books are there. There's book bonuses for my third book. There's money meditations, a whole money spirit guide. You can also get instant downloads in my other books if you go there and sign up for the bonuses. And all our events, we have events throughout the year, bringing in different finance professionals, bringing your money counsel, giving you these money systems, all of that, the wealthy woman mindset, all of that throughout the year. And we make it fun. We make it so that you want to show up for your money. Mm -hmm. And that's what our money wants. It wants us to show up for it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's with anything, right? Like yes. if you want to get better at something and if you want to be better, you have to show up. Right. And so a lot, of, again, I think this is so timely because a lot of people don't see the correlation as far as wealth and health but it's the same concepts. A lot of the stuff that me and you talked about here is the exact same con concepts. Looking at it from a different lens, taking a leadership role, taking control of it, um, having multiple different options, knowing yourself and what didn't work for you and looking at things as an opportunity, not necessary not necessarily a failure. And then I love this mindset, like money mindset and money meditation. I will be honest. I've never heard of that, but I think that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> oh, it's addictive. Once you get, it's addictive. Just receiving the flow of money. It's amazing. And I love everything that you're saying. It is very true. And you see it and I see, it. I see it with my clients and I want them to be as healthy as possible going into, re especially retirement. Yeah. I'm that they yeah. can try, they can do everything. I want them as healthy as possible. So I love having people like you that are there to help and support them so that they can enjoy their hard-earned money. Yeah, yeah, no, that's important. And because people don't realize health is not just, again, the absence of a medical problem, but it's, you know, being healthy and living well socially, um, in the mind and physically. So all of this matters. And thank you so much, Jessica, for being on our show today. I want you, everybody yeah. to go to her website. There's so much knowledge here. And please realize that 
your net worth and self-worth are directly correlated and your finances and how those are managed can directly affect your health. So she has a lot of events and things going on, a lot of nuggets and ways to help you guys. So thank you so much, Jessica, for being on the show. Thank you.